Hello, friends. It's been a while. I'll be right back. <laughs> Actually, I'll just let you hear some of the uh, music from Soma FM while I light some incense and turn on the porch light, and then I'll come right back. Hopefully you can hear the music okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So, let's see. I'm trying something different this time. I'm just, um, didn't really have anything in mind to talk about. I'm going to try and wing it. See if there's anything interesting that comes out of this. Um, I might look at the news or YouTube. Sorry, I'm using some compressed air to blow some dust and ashes away from my workspace. All right. Before I say anything else, I want to give my heartfelt. Uh, Thank you to my wonderful friend, Renee, for being my first supporter of my podcast. Thank you so much, Renee. Like I said, you made my day. That is so nice of you. That's really nice. I won't go on and on. I can do that privately. But I really appreciate that. That really, you know, it's nice to see hits and stuff. Um, it's all good. I'm not saying hits aren't important. I'm not saying you have to pay me for me to be grateful. I definitely enjoy any time I know that someone's hearing this and coming back and getting something out of it, even if it's just passing the time. 
but um, anyway, it was just touching in a way. That's all. Maybe I'll go on about it later. So, news around here. I'm still working on home renovations for Pine Lane Drive. I am doing it bit by bit. I got some awnings done on the back of the house. Um, the windows, or the, the doorways. There are three doorways on the back of the house. One's a bedroom, one's a sliding door. It's sort of weird off of the sort of a utility area. And then one is off the kitchen. And so now they have these copper penny awnings and they're lovely. Bubba did a great job. I will probably take some photos of them and put them on my blog. And if anyone in the area is impressed, I will be happy to pass along Bubba's contact information. This morning, I was visited by Paul from, I can't remember the place, but I will plug the place when I remember, but it's for window coverings, because I have none, basically, that didn't, that weren't already here when I moved in. And found some really good ones. Got a good price, but I'm having windows replaced later. So not all of them, but most of them. So I did sign a contract for the French doors, uh, shades for some French doors, and then blinds for these double-paned windows that I'm probably not going to replace because if I had purchased the blinds before I had the windows replaced, then the window replacement might have messed up the blind installation. That's correct. You beat me to it. You knew what I was gonna say before I said it. I bet, because you're smart. Probably a very smart person. Everyone can be smart, I think. Read some Malcolm Gladwell books. They indicate, and uh, this other book that I read, I think Success, How We Can Achieve Our Goals. I can't remember who the author is, but that was a great book that gave example after example of how people can change their lives, can change themselves, can change the way they think, can change the way that they perform, the way that they function, and uh, it was all helpful to me in getting to where I am right now, which I feel like is a good trajectory. It keeps feeling like I climbed the mountain, but there's always another mountain always another summit or something and that's good right I think it's good that's what life's all about 
One thing I have learned is what a huge waste. This was a long lesson to learn. I spent a long time learning this lesson. Like probably 35, 40 years. Maybe more than that. Learning this lesson. There is almost no good reason to spend any moment thinking about the past. Period. Unless it's it's history, something to inform a current decision or a future plan or something, there's basically no use to it. It's a waste of time. Another thing that I've learned is that those milliseconds that it takes to think of those things, to recall the past, to recall something that isn't really necessary to your happiness right now, that is a big waste of time. And you put all those things together because they're habits. It's not just that millisecond, it's every millisecond that you spend doing that because you're likely to repeat it. We're a bunch of patterns. And if you have a bunch of patterns that are wasting, wasting time here and there, you end up wasting a whole hell of a lot of time. So I feel like, not to be psycho about it, but you have to be sort of vigilant. Trim the fat. If you find you have some mental processes that are not helpful or productive in some way, if you're thinking something on a recurring basis that is unhelpful, you need to get rid of it somehow. If that's tied to a tangible thing, a concrete thing, a system that's in place in your life, a job, a person, an object, you have to figure out a way to eliminate that from your life because it's gonna just sap your cycles. And I, which leads me to another thing that I've learned. Game theory? I don't know, I don't wanna say game theory. I'll just say games. Using games like uh, role-playing games, action-adventure games, like Fable, like Dungeons and Dragons, like uh, stuff like that where you're dealing with... uh, Fable is really the one that got my attention. I don't know why. I think because it was so visual. Like when you are irritating people and they start turning red or something. (laughs) Um, That's the way it is in life. You just can't see it. But you can sort of sense it. And you can detect some cues. My point is that playing games, video games, has informed my perspective on life a lot. In very helpful ways. Another thing that has informed my perspective on life in a way to interpret things in a helpful way is computer science. Just looking at algorithms and 
Um, look at the way, not necessarily software, I guess I was thinking of the way computers are put together because using that as a metaphor for your mind, it's very apt. And um, I think it's extremely helpful, you know, when you think of RAM, you have RAM and you have a finite amount of RAM mentally. And <clears throat> if you don't know what RAM is, it might be helpful to get a, an idiot's guide to computers or something like that and um, know what the relationship is between CPU cycles and RAM and motherboards and stuff like that because I feel like it's a good, it's a useful metaphor for interpreting your own thought processes and identifying ways that you can optimize your self. And I, another thing that I've learned is, you know, there is, there may not, may not be a truly optimal condition for an optimal state for a person. Because I feel like it's like the, I think Buddhists say about a person is like a river where you look at it and, you know, at first glance, I might be screwing this up. The river seems to be a river that is unchanging. It's the same path. It seems to be identical from one day to another, but really it is vastly different from moment to moment. Everything changes in the river. It's never the same. And whether you like it or not, you are changing and hopefully you can nurture yourself and change in a fruitful way. It's another thing that I've learned. I feel like, you know, you can look at yourself like a plant or a bonsai tree or something. You have trees where if everything, or a plant, whatever, everything goes okay. The seedling breaks the surface of the soil starts sprouting, leaf comes up, branch comes up, another branch comes up, you know, it keeps going vertical, 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 um, more limbs come out. But if something traumatic happens, if lightning strikes the tree, something gets burned, something gets broken off by wind, you can get some kind of gnarly growth pattern going on, something grows sideways, there's lots of asymmetry, and I feel like to a large extent we can shape ourselves in that way. And um, when we suffer trauma, I think it does scar us 
I tend to think that there's always a way to recover from it. If you want to. But maybe not. I don't know that. But I do know that there's no point in giving up because I don't think people know what their limits are. So you might as well just keep trying in whatever context it is because it would be super arrogant to think that you understand what your limits are, where you can, where your point of failure is or what your ultimate optimal state is even. That could be putting an artificial cap on your growth in life, which could end up being regressive and degenerative. I feel like if you aren't moving forward, you're basically moving backward. And um, decluttering, <clears throat> when I met Karen, my wife, ex-wife, first wife, um, that was a big, big thing that we did when we first got together was declutter. She decluttered her stuff. She was a very helpful guide in that journey. And we learned a lot together, I think, and helped each other. And um, I definitely benefited from her. And um, that was a massively helpful exercise. Just getting rid of stuff and seeing how little that actually matters. It's crazy. But, you know, throwing away photographs that I never thought I would throw away. Throwing away love letters that I never thought I would throw away. Throwing yearbooks that I never thought I would throw away. And it's Roger like roll, Discovery. No. Roger roll, Discovery. I have a phone call. Bye-bye. Roger roll, continue this later. All right. Sorry about that. I had a phone call and uh, I don't know what I was talking about. Um, I'm sure I will pick it up at some point. All right. I guess if I had to say the things that I would like to make sure that people are aware of today. I think I would like to say that, first of all, the Jeffrey Epstein story is something that needs to be looked at and resolved. Doesn't need to be. I mean, we can get along without it, but I mean, it would be something that would be worth looking at. These kinds of things will continue to happen. They're emblematic of the massive power differential 
between the state and the citizenry of this country. The elite are able to get away with all kinds of stuff. This goes back to Kennedy. This goes back to Nixon and Watergate. It's crazy. It's just this, it's a system. It's not an episodic thing. It's not a conspiracy. It's a system. It's a system of government. That's why I have it pinned on my Twitter account at Auerbach. The untold story of the United States or whatever it is. Untold history of the United States by Oliver Stone, which is on Netflix the last time I looked. It's awesome. Everyone should watch that. It is an encyclopedic look at everything you need to know about America, modern America, how it got to be that way, and the themes that guided our development. Because it's not what you are taught in school. It's not what we read on the... What am I... I was going to say the back of cereal boxes. But... (laughs) We don't read history on the back of cereal boxes. Um, I don't. Does anybody? Did we ever? There's another metaphor that would be good there. It's not what we like to say about ourselves. That's for sure. And um, like I watched Platoon last night, I saw the I saw Oliver Stone on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, he was recently interviewed. I thought it was an old one, and then I looked at the da- at the date because um, I thought. I think it was the first time he was interviewed on there, and I thought he had already been interviewed, which is why I thought it was an old episode, but unless I'm wrong, I think it was recorded just a couple days ago, July 21st or 20th, 2020. Anyway, so watching that on YouTube, um, it made me want to watch Platoon, and that was a really good movie. And I could see how at the time that was, that could be very controversial. And I applaud Oliver Stone's commitment to educating the citizenry of the United States of America and the rest of the world, I guess, on things that have largely been untold or undiscussed or ignored or whatever silenced so good for him and I think if I heard correctly because I was doing other things while I was listening to the podcast I think Oliver Stone is working on a new documentary that is going to sort of cap off the JFK stuff that he is already done um i haven't googled that i don't haven't investigated it i don't know what the status of that project is but i would be very interested to hear it uh okay what else is important so joe biden is mentally 
defective at this point. He's going, he's deteriorating before our very eyes. And it seems inconceivable that we would voluntarily, deliberately elect to President of the United States such a person. No matter what. It reminds me of various situations in uh, European history where, for example, child rulers were put on the throne. Of course, there's no wisdom there. <clears throat> it's for show. It's for, it's to serve a purpose of some kind. But it is not leadership by any means. So if Joe Biden, if you're not electing Joe Biden to be a leader, because surely he is not a leader, who is leading once Joe Biden gets elected? That is my problem with this situation. That's why I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden. I'm going to vote for someone else. I don't know whom, but it's not going to be him, and it's not going to be Donald Trump, because there needs to be a leader in that position. You don't elect a monkey to do your root canal. Why would you do that? It's inappropriate. So you get somebody to be president of the United States who can fulfill the office and be a leader and not make some kind of stupid gesture just because this is how it worked out. It seems to have worked out to you in your mind. Because you don't know how, how it's worked out. Have you heard of the peoplesparty.org? Because there is a third party. There are lots of parties out there, guys. Fuck third party. There are many parties. You just aren't voting for them. You aren't supporting them. That's your fault. I don't want to hear third party again. That's stupid. It's a stupid way to look at it. Maybe you could say additional parties. You could say parties that are not part of the duopoly that we have confined ourselves in for the last hundred years, 200 years, whatever. Anyway, so that's what I would say. Also, there's stand-up comedy in Jackson, Mississippi. And I think it's important that someone start um, doing more of it. And I wouldn't mind trying to be a stand-up comic. I don't know how that would go over. I think I mentioned it on here before. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You never know. But I saw a wonderful woman do comic, uh, stand-up comedy at uh, Fenian's Pub 
in Jackson several months ago. And um, that was the only local performance I ever saw. It was at an open mic night. And she was awesome. It was awesome. It was an awesome experience to see. But anyway. All right. I'm going to stop before I totally ramble. Thank you for listening. And if you would like to support, just go to anchor.fm. I'm sorry, anchor.fm slash hourback, I believe. I should double check this and uh, become a supporter if you'd like or not. You can support me virtually. You can support me just by listening. Shut up, notifications. All right, I'm going to go have my evening. I hope you have a lovely evening and I hope you're getting through this COVID-19 era okay. It is July 22nd, 2020, 8.29 p.m. Central Time, and I hope you have a good night. Goodbye.